Thank you for tuning in to Cop with Comic. I'm Brian Cop, and we're with Comic David Hodge. David Hodge, how the hell are you? I'm doing good. How's everything over there? Oh, it's going good. Thank you so much for coming on. I know I follow you online. You are Instagram. You're Dave Hodge. Yes. And you're also DaveHodge.com. And let's check you out on Twitter. Twitter, you are The Hodger. H-O-J-E-R. Correct. How are you? How's everything? I'm doing good. Thank you so much for coming on. Uh, dude, on Instagram, you, you got some mad engagement on a recent video you did. You did a wrestling promo? Yeah. Uh, for, uh, <laughs> there's a wrestler named Crowbar. He's an independent guy out of Jersey. He's done some stuff with WCW in the past, and he's you know looking to break into AEW. And uh, a friend of a friend of mine's like, "Hey, well, you know, he's doing this promo. Do you want to help out with this?" And I'm like, "Yeah, why the hell not? What else do I got going on? You know what I mean?" <laughs> I'll we'll get hit. I'll, I'll I'll be hilarious. I'll be hilarious to the tune of ninety-seven thousand views. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know what's going to do that, but hey, why not? You never know what's going to hit. Yeah, well, I, I like that attitude. You know, like some people just say yes to a lot of things, and that's why they come on the podcast. And it's just like the more shit you say yes to, the I mean, it's a, it's an opportunity maybe to be exposed to ninety seven thousand people. And I see the pin here is South Beach, Miami, Florida. Is that where uh, he's kind of based? Uh, no, he's out of Jersey, and so am I. And I'm just a wise ass that I was actually wearing uh, in the video. I'm wearing a robe that I got at South Beach, so I just you know. Oh stick with the theme that was going on I, I was having fun and i'm living the lavish life and it does you look know, like it yeah it does look like south beach miami but you're allowed to kind of um choose where you want uh the location to be they, they don't check that location data do they well they, they try and get pin you down i'm like no, no no this is good you know you know what it is a lot of times instagram will you know try to pinhole you to where you are and as long as you keep trying to type out where you are because some people <laughs> don't upload their pictures till later anyway so you know yeah. they have to make it a little bit easier <laughs> well dude I, I love the fact that you're just a fucking um that i mean you got to go with that man like is there a role for you in that wrestling game no not at all but you know who am i to say no to sitting around drinking champagne <laughs> but i mean I, I look at that still right there and i'm like dude this is fucking this is a cool looking motherfucker and if you're funny too you know all those stand-ups that they you know all those what do they call it you know where they they get in front of ed mcmahon or or what, whatever and they're they're talking shit to the other wrestler what what is that called i mean if you're a funny guy you'd be amazing at that well if i was talking to ed mcmahon it'd be a big problem because i mean i'd be dead as well <laughs> what was vince that guy's called yeah vince, vince well there's vince mcmahon but also gene gene the weasel guy what what the fuck was gene okerland or some shit mean gene mean gene okerland a lot but i missed that little crazy son of a bitch yeah I, amazing fan back in the day of roddy piper so yes. like, you know that was like the whole wheelhouse uh i before hulkamania i liked him and then i got to meet him and he said never meet your heroes and it literally threw me off and i hated him since no was it so, that bad oh yeah i was you know i was a, a kid and i wanted to get his autograph and he you know at the time he was like a bad guy still pre-hulkamania oh. and it, one of those high school wrestling events and he was wrestling Andre the Giant. I'm like, ah, two people I really like, but here comes the Hulkster because my dad, uh, you know, he gave me the wisdom to root for the bad guys sometimes. And you know, I, I I started enjoying that. I'm like, yeah, Hulk Hogan, he's the bad guy. Woo! And then all of a sudden he wouldn't give me an autograph. It kind of like nudged me out of the way. Yeah. And my dad got arrested trying to fight him. <gasps> it was a lot of fun. Great childhood memory. <laughs> 
I love that because I mean now you're making those same childhood memories for your kid because you're a single dad. I love that. Yeah, no, I, you know it's it it has some challenges, but overall it's been a blessing. It's you know not only saved me for a life of crime overall, but. <laughs> But I mean, it sounds like, you know, I have a friend who's a guitar, you know, my guitarist friend has some kids and, you know, he's not single dad, but, you know, just talking to him about the things that you want, you know, trying to get the kid interested in the right things or make sure they, they don't get interested in the wrong things, you know, like even, even to the point where he's like, I, I like math, you know, she's going to be, you know, it's helpful to be good at math. Let me um, try to encourage some of this math stuff. Um, how do you make sure that you get your kid into, I don't know, rooting for the good guy or, or liking wrestling or, or, and, and turning them off a certain interest that you don't think will be, um, you know, kind of helpful to a, a productive life? Well, I kind of, it may seem kind of modern, but it's kind of old fashioned, I think, because I try to listen, you know, I, I try to listen to see what the interests are. Yeah. And if it's, you know, you got to try and siphon out what are the real interests, what aren't the real interests. Yeah. And, you know, like, you know, my, my son, since he was in the crib, wanted to like sing and dance. And then he started like mimicking commercials on TV, wanted to be an actor. I'm like, all right, well, you know, you're five, you want to be an actor. I get it. And then, you know, uh, yeah, he was interested in sports and all these other things. I'm like, so I, I tried to encourage all the things he liked. And he's actually a SAG actor at this point. So oh, he's Lord. already. He's going to wind up being way more better than I am. Yeah, <laughs> I think I see. Is this a picture of you and him at the Yankee Stadium? Yeah, yeah, that's, that's yeah. us. Man. He's a good-looking cat. You did well, so I think that'll serve him. And does he have a sad card before you do? He already, yeah, he's got the sad card for a couple <laughs> of years now. Yeah, he's, uh, he's got the success, you know what I mean? Uh, so I, I can't wait till you know, beat his chauffeur one day. <laughs> Dude, at least making a, a comedy short film about being his chauffeur. I could buy that. Like, that's, you know, like, have you ever roped him into your com comedy videos? Uh, I have not written him into any of them. Uh, I, I, although with my stand up, he, you know, I, I do reference some conversations that me and him have had because <laughs> kids will be very honest with you. And sometimes it's very hysterical. And sometimes, <laughs> sometimes people misunderstand what you're saying and they're not realizing that you're talking through the voice of a channel. Like, Hey, that's the most horrible thing I've ever heard. I'm like, Oh, calm down. Listen to what I said. <laughs> yeah. It's not, it's not what you think. I'm not that awful of a human being. Well, yeah. you know, anymore. <laughs> But, it's, it, I'm just reciting what my kid said to me. Yeah, I'm, I know. There was a basically. I have one joke where it's it's literally a masturbation joke, but it's from the point of view of my son. Ah. And people are like, oh my god, that's the most awful thing I ever heard. I'm like, I'm not talking about my son doing. My son's bringing up a reference here, and I think it's fucking hysterical. Yes. So, you know, yeah, most I mean, people, I mean, some I mean, people, what they want to hear, and you can't stop people from you know doing that. Yeah. And I mean, you do you do comedy all over the place. I see, you know, you're on some New York City stages and, of course, New Jersey. And I mean, have yeah. you ever said anything you know, on a big a big stage that would embarrass your son? Like, does he come watch you or does he see you after the fact in video form? And, you know, any masturbation material he gave you is like, dude, what the fuck, Dad? Well, first of all, one of the reasons like he always wanted to do the TV thing. And then the one day he saw me watching him back, you know, watching me uh, one of my videos while I was watching on the TV. He's like. How would you get on TV? And, uh, you know, me being I don't want to be a hypocrite. So I'm like, all right, listen, this is actually a comedy. If I'm not actually on TV, this is just being streamed on the TV at the moment. Yeah. So <laughs> and he's like, all right. And then, you know, the question started. And I'm like, all right, first of all, calm down. And then, you know, I took him. So I'm like, I had to sit him down and have the conversation. I'm like, listen, I may say some things. They're jokes. And yeah. he's like, oh, I get it. I'm like, OK, because I may say something. That's a conversation we had. It's going to be it's it's a joke. He's like, no, I get it. And 
he has a better sense of humor than I do, which is good. So, <laughs> but I, I love the fact that you could just fucking play, uh, you know, you're playing a streaming video on TV and you're like, look, son, I'm on TV and I'm talking shit about your masturbation. That's funny. <laughs> Actually, that wasn't the joke at the time. But it was before he told me that jokes. But by the time I got to him, like, listen, because he'll say something I'm like, you know, if I said it this way, could I use it on stage? He goes, yeah. I'm like, all right, done. Yeah, I love that. I love that. I wonder if he'll ever get too big for that to be the case. Like, it's like, Dad, dude, I'm huge now. Don't fucking, you know, keep embarrassing me with this shit. But it's like, dude, stop saying stupid stuff, son. Yeah. Well, you know, I told him, like, listen, I mean, I may stop using the, the one bit. He goes, he's like, don't do it on my account. He's like, I don't care. I like that one. I'm like, all right. Well, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> he's like, I like that one, Dad. I want you to eat. You're a working comic, man. Keep the funny in. Right. Well, not only that, he, you know, he, uh, he was like 10 at the time. So, you know, the perspective of a 10 year old and then somebody sees like, oh, yeah, my son's 20 now. Well, he's you know 17 now, but it's like, oh, well, yeah, he's a grown up now. You're going to talk about grown up stuff like this and just, you know, people get more weirded out. So I'm like, you know, you sure you're OK with that? <laughs> I mean, is that, you know, he's telling me go ahead, run with it. I'm like, all right. Yeah. And I guess, you know, when, when a crowd or a crowd member reacts in a certain way and you're like pretty much fuck off because that's what my kid said. And my kid was 10 at the time. Like, do you notice that any of the comedy audiences are different between New Jersey and New York City or even online now? Uh, yeah. Oh, online. I'm definitely not a big fan of uh, New York and New Jersey. The, the audience is the, the one main difference. If you're doing something in Manhattan, you're mostly getting tourists. Okay. As you, you know, you get out to Brooklyn and stuff, you get some better audiences. And, you know, some people are like, well, they seem too, you know, uptight. And I'm like, yeah, you know, if you're funny, it's not going to matter. <laughs> if you say something that makes somebody laugh, no matter what you're saying, you should be good. Yeah. <laughs> but how can you, and, because I love, I love that you said your, your son has a sense of humor and you don't like, and, and, I, and I, I like that somebody can be serious in real life. Like even like, I think, uh, what's his name from the Lonely Island, uh, you know, plays Jake Peralta in Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I guess he's very serious uh, about his craft, but he's just so hilarious and silly on camera. Like, is that pretty much the case where you're fairly serious in real life? And, and how, how can that be? Like, how, you know, how come you're not just laughing and cracking jokes all day long and you save it for the stage? Well, you know, uh, I used to be, you know, a very out there type of person before you know fatherhood and i had the once i was a parent and tried to be responsible and do the day job and try and be responsible there that not that it stopped me from cracking jokes at work but you know i definitely in the work environment you have to kind of tone it down it's like okay you got to be some somewhat serious but yeah. sometimes you just can't help yourself and it's like oh my god look <laughs> at it uh i was talking to a coworker about a customer's uh, location and we were like, where is that? And we so, you know, you Google map stuff because it's 2020 and you could do that about stuff. Yeah. And he, the guy was in upstate New York and he lives around the corner called the little, the church of the little green men, which I think is freaking hysterical. <laughs> and then I, of course I have to look into it. Yeah. And I'm like, Oh my God, there's actually statues. It's, it's like a weird fake totem pole of aliens. And I thought this was the greatest thing ever. I may have to take a ride soon. Really? Is is, is there a fucking statue of little green men on the corner of La, uh, little green men? in front of a church yes i can't i got it and then as soon as i said that my friend started reading reviews he's like well they weren't open for any services but the guy let me come in and take a tour i'm like i gotta go take a tour now i definitely gotta drive up <laughs> did you end up driving upstate for little Greenman? i literally this is something that happened on friday i have not gone <laughs> yet i i got it's kind of you know i'm definitely not doing that kind of traveling on a holiday weekend okay. uh, you know <laughs> i love that it's, it's a stay-at-home order unless you need to go upstate to see uh little green Man. Yeah, I, I just if I don't have to be in traffic, I don't want to. 
Yeah. Well, yeah. So when you're not talk when you're not talking about your son on stage, like what what other stuff is making its way into your act? You know, either when you started, and you know, how does that relate to your comedy influences? Like, how did you start? You know, like what kind of jokes were you telling to start? And did that you know did you rip off your comedy uh, influences then? And how over time have you gotten more real so that it's more of a David Hodge thing? Well, I mean, it started. I had my influences early on were like uh, prior Carlin, Eddie Murphy, Dice. You know, and yeah. Just being that very forward, very vulgar type thing. Tried doing that and just being vulgar for the sake of vulgar. I found out uh, very quickly, not how to go. So <laughs> yeah, as because I the, the audience isn't the audience isn't into all that vulgarity unless it is rooted in truth or something. Right, vulgarity for the sake of vulgarity is never good. You know, <laughs> if it's an adjective, sure. Yeah, and you know, I, I the problem is I learned how to curse from my mother. And, <laughs> Her, her, her vulgarity was so bad. My dad hated it. It was like that. Uh, that's so, funny. You know, and did yeah. she make her? Did she make her way into your act? Did he talk? Did you talk about her uh, cursing like a sailor on stage? Uh, I have done it. I don't do it too often. I I don't like doing that on stage because you know I, I have to have something really super prepared for that because you know my mom just died a couple of years ago, so I'm trying not to keep that focus on it. Yeah. So I'm trying to keep the the upbeat fun stuff. Yeah. Uh, like even right after she died, I came up with a couple of weird ones, you know, because <laughs> she did have some dementia and stuff. I'm like, well, you know, because the doctors used to ask me, well, you know, when did she start forgetting stuff? I'm like, that bitch has remembered shit my whole life. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Which is true, unfortunately. But, yeah. you know, after a while, it's, it's like I don't want to dig too deep into that wound. And so I try and stick with the wounds that I enjoy. <laughs> so, yeah. So what are the wounds that you enjoy? Uh my childhood nickname was Pirate, and it was based off of me being kicked out of summer camp at the age of four wow. uh, for actually bringing in real weapons. Oh, so, oh, my Lord. How are you bringing real weapons into a summer camp at the age of four? I was dressed, it was a Halloween in July party, and uh, I wanted to be a pirate. Yeah. So my dad wound up going to jail earlier that week, so my mom decided to, you know, she had to do it all on her own that week and get me ready. And she made me a little wooden sword, and I thought it was adorable. I'm like, yeah, I can't wait. And, of course, I remembered my dad actually has real guns and swords. So, <laughs> yeah, I went to – I knew how to get into the gun closet at four. Boom. <laughs> and I was asked to never come back again. <laughs> so the wooden sword wasn't good enough, so you raid daddy's weapons closet because he's in jail at the time, and you bring a real fucking sword to summer camp at the age of four? And oddly enough, a real cap and ball gun like the actual pirates used. Wow. Why do they kick you out over that? Come on. <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, what's wrong with, tell, you know, kids should be able to keep it real is what I'm saying. <laughs> That's fucking crazy, man. And it's like, dude, you're getting kicked out of summer camp after your dad goes to jail. It's like, it's just it pouring salt in my wound here. You should have well, said that at the age of four. It's like, come on, my dad just went to jail. Give me this. Well, I didn't get to do that much because, you know, all the, the counselors brought me home and yeah. They're like, yeah, you know, uh, bah, we're going to have to leave you here. Now, my mother wasn't home, so I had to have that lecture when I when she got in because, you know, it was, the, it was the 70s and you were allowed to be a latchkey kid and just walk home on your own at four. And oh, my gosh, at four. Yeah, you know, the I, good old days. I was latchkey at 14. You were latchkey at four? How is that possible? Well, my summer camp literally was in the projects right next to our house. Oh, my so. gosh. <laughs> it's the projects. Dude, you guys haven't seen a sword before? Not on four-year-olds, I guess. I don't know. 
the sword's bigger than you. Oh my gosh, I love that. And it's like, I guess your your son, he's kind of on the straight and narrow as far as you know, he's got a good good acting career or whatever. So he um, was was a kind of relief to see that uh, you know he didn't bring a sword to summer camp at the age of four. He didn't have to go to summer camp. I made sure of that. But, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but I mean, he he. Thank God he's doesn't he's nowhere near as awful as a human being as I was back then, and you know. That was just a tip for me, getting brought home by friends, neighbors, teachers, cops, you know? Yeah, so that that kind of continued after the age of four, where, um, and it's such where you can talk about it on stage right now? Uh, Literally in the last year, year and a half, I've been feeling more comfortable talking about that. Just because, first of all, not everybody finds the humor in it like I do. (laughs) And uh, like like I said, my older influences were were those guys, but like... I've been watching a lot of Rogan and Joey Diaz and Joey Diaz grew up in Hudson County like I did. So when when he starts talking about it and he makes me feel more free to talk about myself like that, like I didn't think like because a lot of times, you know, like I say stuff and I have people look at me like, what the fuck's wrong with him? (laughs) (laughs) And so, you know, I try to like not really do that. And, you know, whether it's on stage or in person now, especially after the year we're having right here, I don't give a fuck about anything. (laughs) I could care less the pandemic has freed you up between the pandemic and like just life itself i'm like you know fuck everything (laughs) yeah if if the world's gonna end it's gonna end let's have some fun on the ride wow i do i can't wait to hear the comedy post-pandemic of david highs like have you written new (laughs) new fuck it material or is it just like allowing you to mine those early experiences and that's why your writing has changed recently over the last year definitely a little bit of both uh, you know, I, like, you know, I was doing some stuff based on just me being a dad because literally that's for the most part all I had, you know, trying to earn some money, keep you know, keep a house over the head, make sure we have food and yeah. be a dad. And yeah. my comedy was based off stuff like that. And now it's like now I'm, I have a little more free time and, you know, my son drives and does his own thing now. He's starting school uh, Wednesday. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, it's like a lot of fun that I'm like, oh, wow, you know, he he goes to his job, you know, after school and. He goes to work and school, and I'm like, wow, I have all this time now. This is so weird. It's a new experience. And on top of that, now that I have time to sit around and do some more writing and d- dig into more topics, I'm like, hey, you know, I could do some therapy and some writing and have some fun with it. <sighs> but, dude, I mean, I think your fans, it's like a whiplash. It's like, did you hear, you know, oh, last time I saw David Hodge, he was talking about being a single dad. It was all fairly innocent. And now he's talking about bringing a sword to preschool when he's four. Yeah, he was talking about dick jokes. Now he's talking about real crime incidents. I'm like, ah. <laughs> Yeah, get used to it, motherfuckers. I'm David Hodge, bitch. Pretty much. Well, you know what it is? Like, I started working on some stuff. Because people are like, hey, tell some more. I had a, a couple of my comedy influences that like, I've worked with locally that is like, hey, you know, when you tell a story, those stories are better than some of your short one-liners. You need to start working uh, on I'm like, all right. Cool. So, which has also helped me because, you know, you can relate to it more. They were saying, you know, you're definitely more relatable when you're conversational and i'm like oh i'm like so i had some influences saying hey do more of this anyway of wow. people that i know and respect i'm like all right i could do that and so yeah it's like why didn't you come along sooner man <laughs> no well, they, they were watch, they were watching me do some of this but then you know like you know when you're telling jokes off stage some of that stuff's better than the stuff that's on stage you should do more of that i'm like yeah oh, okay and yeah. you know the first couple of people that you don't really get along with that tell you that you're not really paying attention. And then you hear from people that you really like and respect and in the business, like done, I'll do that. And the audience response, the audience re- response was according, like it was a correspondingly good audience response. 
yeah, it, it, it actually has, you know, I've, I've seen that change too. So I'm like, oh, well, that's pretty good. I'm like, all right, uh, let me get some more of that. And like, you know, I, I would, I would talk about how my dad, uh, when I was like 12, told me that I was too much of a pussy to handle real jail and make sure I go to college. So if I wind up in jail, it'll be a white collar prison and I don't have to worry about anything. <laughs> that's you know, that's like, solid, that, man. That's solid. Yeah. And it's like, it's realistic and you can look at me because I'm, I'm a pudgy old guy. I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> but yeah, I love it because it's also that commentary on how society works. It's the white, white collar, you know, the college graduates, they go to white collar jail, which is like a country club. Yeah. yeah my, and my dad's like, you know, and it's, it's weird because I, I went from being that one kid that felt weird on the the three-hour bus ride to go visit my dad and to being the weird guy that's like, well, you know, I don't like talking about that because people look at me weird. And now it's, I don't give a fuck what you think. Yeah. Let's talk about it because it's, it's super interesting. It's super interesting. You know, like yeah. we want to, we want to see, we want to hear these interesting stories from your childhood. And it's, it's, in, you know, are you disappointed that you didn't uh, kind of go to this forever fountain sooner where you're like, I was sitting on this gold all this time, man, I could have mined it sooner. Or are you just relieved that you finally stumbled upon it? I, I had somebody tell me this about four years ago and I should have listened to her back then. And I tried to, but I was still trying to stick with the mentality of, Hey, you know, you know, uh, set up punch tag, boom, go keep working this out, keep working this out and trying to just do the quick hit part. Whereas if I, you know, develop when you do it, when you're doing a story, it's a lot harder to do that yeah. and tell like a 10 minute story. So, yeah. <laughs> You know, trying to figure out how, which ones will work, which ones I could shorten, which ones I could expand on. That I've been tinkering with for like the last year and a half. It's trying to end do what I already do to, that I know works. So Yeah, well, it sounds like you you have the chops to do it. So it's good that you finally, you know, kind of stumbled upon it because you're like, well, now I have the chops to make sure the name minute story can be appropriately funny. And so, yeah, we follow you. Can't, we can't wait to hear the new criminal shit. <laughs> the, the stuff from your background that might have been a little bit too dark before and the fact that you got the comedy chops to do it. Can't wait to see it. And you're yeah, here you're on... Nice fun stuff yeah so you're here you're here on twitter i think you are the the hodger the yes. h-o-j-e-r on twitter and you're dave hodge on uh instagram and I you're also yeah davehodge.com yes perfect i can't wait to see your shit david hodge thank you so much and also i just wanted to plug my podcast yeah please do uncomfortably funny and on twitter is that uh uncomfortably funny f you <laughs> So it's uncomfortably funny on both Twitter and Instagram or no? Uncomfortably F you. I apologize. Uh, uncomfortably Instagram. Do you want to check this out? Uncomfortably. I love that name. And so what can we expect from your next episode? When does it drop? Uh, our next episode is the 14th, Monday the 14th. Uh, we'll be streaming live on Facebook. We'll be uploading it afterwards. It's our fourth anniversary show. So it's literally just going to be us kind of just dicking around, having some fun with each other. Okay, and you, have, you, and, you and other comics? Uh, our, it's uh, me and two other comics that, that, that host the podcast. We're going to have a couple other comics that are dropping in studio that day. A couple other ones that are going to send some. We're going to be calling some people to send some videos and, you know, say happy anniversary and call us dicks and stuff. And, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So you've been around for real fashion way. Yeah, you've been around for four four years, it looks like, and thousands of followers, and you also have uncomfortablyfunny.com? Yes. Dude, fucking amazing, dude. Yeah, I can't believe can't believe we waited till the end to talk about it, but I'm glad you did. And so episode the next episode is dropping when? Uh Monday the fourteenth. Yeah. Uh, go watch it live on Facebook and streaming. And we will we usually download it after that. Oh, fucking cool. Uncomfortably funny. David Hodge, thank you so much. Not a problem, man. Good talking to you. I'll talk to you soon.